0: One of the greatest gifts God can give to you is good health. Good health is a gift from God. It is the best gift you can receive from God on earth. Good health. However, because we live in a fallen world, good health does not always depend on you. Good health does not always depend on us. There are other factors out of our control that affects or can affect our health. But as good health is a gift, you are a steward of every gift God has given to you. Every God's blessing in your life becomes a responsibility for you to maintain. It's your responsibility to look after your health. Your body is a gift from God. God gave us the body to accommodate the Holy Spirit so that he can outwork his plan on earth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, the Bible says, don't you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you? This scripture is not talking about your spirit or your mind. It's talking about the value of this body is valuable to God, your body. You know, most of the times as Christians, we value the heart, we value the mind, but I'm glad the Bible recognizes the value of the body because this is what God uses to outwork his plan on earth. If you can smell, see, taste, touch, or hear, you have a gift and God expects you to maintain it for as long as you have it. Your body is valuable to to God. Your body, mind, and spirit are intertwined. They feed each other. They listen to each other and support each other. For, For many centuries, the medical community did not pay much attention to the health of the mind. Our generation has experienced a shift in that. Medical experts now, they are paying attention to the health of the mind. And it's becoming a mainstream conversation. The stigma against mental illnesses is shrinking. Today, if someone tells you, I'm feeling uh, like depressed, it's not a shame anymore. It used to be. It's becoming less and less a shame to talk about your mental challenges. Because now the medical community is paying attention to mental health. The Bible does not ignore mental health either. The Bible had always paid attention to mental health, like in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible recognizes the health of the spirit, the mind, and the body. Mental health and physical health and spiritual health. On many occasions... We've seen Christians advocating the well-being of the spirit while ignoring the well-being of the body. As crucial as our hearts are, we need to understand that God needs our bodies to outwork his plan on earth. When believers are healthy, the message of the gospel can continue to be preached. Can I say that again? If we Christians are healthy, that means we have more people to do good in the community. We need more doctors, Christian doctors. We need more Christian psychologists. We need more Christians who who pay attention to the things that affect our life on earth. So how do we maintain our bodies? We will explore four areas to focus on. Maintaining your body is your responsibility. As a steward of God's blessing, you need to maintain your body. So what do we do to maintain Our bodies. The first one is rest. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 3. Work may be done for six days, but on the seventh day, there must be a Sabbath of complete rest. A sacred assembly. You are not to do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord wherever you live. God is giving to his people a command to rest. He found rest so crucial for humans that he cited it among the Ten Commandments. Rest. Rest is not a suggestion. It is a command from God. God loves you so much that he wants you to take care of yourself. He wants you to rest. God knew that the children of Israel were coming out of slavery. As slaves, they used to earn their rights to eat, their rights to sleep, Their right to even to exist. Without a command to rest, they would keep doing the same thing. Maintain the same mentality and work without rest and end up ruining themselves. God needed to legislate rest. Can you imagine? You must rest. And if you don't rest, in those days, you get stoned, killed for not resting. That's how serious God was with his people. You must rest. And if anyone works on this day that I've decided you should rest, stone him. God was serious with rest. We must rest. It has become the case in our culture today. We celebrate people who work seven days, 12 hours a day. I understand that some people must work long hours to afford the cost of living. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But as a culture, we celebrate workaholics. They seem successful and driven. Even men, sometimes we look at each other and say, I'm busy, mate. I'm very busy. I don't have time to sit with my family. I'm so busy. And the other mind will feel like, ah, you are really great. You are so busy. No even time to sit with your family. You are the man. Yes, we celebrate workaholism. We celebrate people who are very busy to be busy to live. They keep doing. We have become slaves of work, not, not even sometimes money, even though we can do it for money, sometimes we become slaves of work, just the, the, just the, the hype, just the energy, just the, you know just the, the, the pleasure of doing, the pleasure of being busy, the pleasure of doing. And of course money. God wants us to rest. Sabbath is the, is good for you. It's good for you. Sabbath was made for your body, mind, and spirit to recharge. Sabbath was not just a time to stop doing everything. It was a time to stop being busy. To stop being busy and focus on God. It was a time to remember the source of your blessings. It was a time to recharge. The more you remember God, the more you rest. The more you remember who made you, why he made you, and what he has given to you, the more rest comes to your heart. Rest is the byproduct of trust in God. The more you trust God, the more you rest. Rest recharges us, but also reconnects us to God you don't just stop doing things you stop so that you can focus on the one who created you that's why on the day of rest we go to church because it's not just the day to stay home watching TV it's the day to stop busyness and go remember God and it was legislated it was in their legislation you should rest I usually say this if you choose not to work you are lazy if you choose not to rest, you are crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying that people should not work. I'm not against men who wake up in the morning and go to work 12 hours a day, work 20 hours a day. I'm not against women who wake up and do two jobs to feed their families. I'm not against that. I'm just saying in the midst of all that, choose to rest. It's great to work hard. It's also greater to rest Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith suggests seven types of rest, and I will summarize them for you. The first one is the mental rest. And every one of us needs a different type of rest. So whatever works with your personality, go for it. Mental rest. It simply means stop solving problems. When you get home, you want to rest, stop solving problems, big or small. Every issue, dilemma you attempt to solve activates your brain to work. So find time to play games with your children. And I'm not saying be addicted to video games. There is a time for games with children. Walk in the park. Just be. My wife and I have have decided not to ask each other questions that need problem solving after work. We've set apart a day and time in the week where we sit down and discuss questions that require problem solving. We don't just, oh, I remember, have you done this? Oh, I remember, and that's one too? No, 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 we don't do that. We give ourselves time to rest, not ask questions that require problem solving. Because our brain doesn't need to be working all the time. You need some time to rest. And mental rest is important. And some people need that. If you are the type of person who uses your brain all the time trying to solve problems, tell yourself, there must be a time where you just decide to stop problem solving and just be. The second one is sensory rest. For people who are allergic or sensitive to light, turn the lights down or noise or smell or any, anything that affects your senses, reduce them to rest. The third one is creative rest. Those people with creative mind, you always want to make something. You always make, you want to change something. There is a time where I was changing the position of my lounge room almost every week. Put this table here today. Then I come to, no, 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 maybe not that. Put this chair here. No, 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 maybe not that. And, and changing all the time. The bedroom was, the bed is the direction. Tomorrow the bed is the direction. It faces the window. Tomorrow is my back. To, and I realized, no, I need some creative rest. As much as all those things are good, but you need to tell your brain sometimes I'm done. Because creativity never stops. Just tell yourself it's time sometimes to just stop creating. Stop making. Stop changing. Stop making anything. Emotional rest. Emotional rest comes when you articulate your feelings. When you identify, what am I going through? Do I feel sad, happy? If you are capable to articulate how you feel, you give yourself emotional rest. Because sometimes you may be feeling a lot of things, but if you can't articulate them, you won't give yourself rest. If you see doctors, uh, psychologists or psychiatrists, they will tell you, It's important to articulate your emotion, to know how you feel and what you feel. Socialist. It's connect or disconnect with people. Some people get energized in groups. Some people get drained in group. If you know yourself, if you know that you get energized with groups, then join groups. Stay as long as you want. But if you're married to someone who is drained by, by people and you get energized by people, you are in trouble. This is what you do if you have different approach to, 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 to social rest. Measure the time. If you, if you know you can't stay with people for a long time, don't stay far from people because that's the temptation. You come and join people, and when you begin to feel like your, en- your social energy is draining, Retreat. Go spend some time alone and come back again. Don't stay. And if you are energized by people, don't just stay with people forever. Because there are people who are there who don't want to be there anymore. Don't keep them forever. People can come to visit you out of respect. Don't hold them for four hours. Maybe they want to go after two hours. You know, just make everything short, short, short. Yeah. If someone who wants people come to visit you, you will know. I uh, No, <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> no, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> Spiritual rest. I will leave that the rest to imagination. Spiritual rest. You rest spiritually when you experience the presence of God. When you experience it. Not that you believe, no. You experience the, the presence of God. Some people experience the presence of God when they worship. Like when they come to church like this and they hear other people singing, they experience the presence of God. Some people experience the presence of God when they walk at the beach or they look at the nature or look at the skies. We experience the presence of God in different ways. Whatever works for you to experience the presence of God, do it often. It helps your spirit to rest because your spirit is searching for the presence of God, it's always searching for the presence of God. So put your spirit in that environment where it's getting something from God. Otherwise, you'll be drained spiritually. And people will go for months drained spiritually without knowing. And then you don't know why you're acting the way you're acting. You don't know why you feel the way you feel. Your spirit is drained. You don't feel the presence of God anymore. And the last one, physical rest physical rest is stop doing be for doers it's hard just to be always moving something around always fixing something correcting here and doing this and moving that and moving this always doing something for them to go to bed is hard because there is still something in their mind to be fixed be don't do just be don't try to achieve something at that time I got to be trained by my wife to learn to be I, I was trained to learn to be because my head is always trying to achieve something. What is the next challenge? What is the next question to answer? What is the next thing to be fixed? And she trained me to just be. Let's learn to rest. Just to rest. You need to know the kind of rest you need and be intentional about it. We don't all need the same type of rest. Some people need to avoid social gatherings and some people... Don't. So, learn yourself, understand yourself, study yourself to get to know the type of rest you need. But in your physical rest, prioritize sleep. So, there is a guy who wrote a book, um, Sean Stevenson, that I, I looked at it. Uh, the book is Sleep Smarter. He says, sleep is more important than diet. I'm not making the same claim, but I believe that good sleep boosts your immune system helps prevent weight gain, and, pre- and, and improves your memory. I know sleep is important. So as much as the rest is essential, I want to talk about healthy diet. First Timothy first, chapter 5, verse 23 says, Don't continue drinking only water, but use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illness. Alcohol this bible verse has been controversial some people have used it to justify their alcohol addictions first of all this verse is not about encouraging anyone to become an alcoholic the bible is against drinking too much wine proverbs 23 20 don't associate with those who drink too much wine or with those who gorge themselves on meat isaiah 5 11, or to those who rise early in the morning in pursuit of beer, who linger into the evening inflamed by wine, Ephesians 5.18, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled with the Spirit. So we know Paul is not encouraging anyone to get addicted to alcohol. The Bible is talking about being mindful of your diet of your health, of your physical health. Paul tells Timothy to be aware of his health and do something about it. This verse is not about alcohol. It's about Timothy looking after himself by what he takes in. If you look at the scripture, it's about Timothy who is busy with church. He's a pastor. He's trying to look after people and he's busy with all these heavy schedules and responsibility. Paul tells him, You are busy, I know, but your health needs also some care. Because of what is happening in your stomach, don't just drink water, drink also a little bit of wine. Paul is telling him to be mindful of his diet. So I'm telling you the same thing today. Are you mindful of your diet? Do you take too much wine? Do you take too much of this or too much of that? I'm not here to tell you what to take, what not to take. You can see your doctor to tell you what to take, what not to take, but I'm here to tell you, be mindful of your diet. As a Christian, it's important for us to watch what we eat. It's important to know that our food sends data to our body. Our body produces cells every day. Some cells die, some cells come to life every day. And the type of food you put in dictates the type of cells, the new cells that are created every day. So you will determine the type of body that you want to have in the future by the food you eat today. Your food sends data. To yourselves to reproduce themselves. So make food decisions that can help you build the body you will continue to use for as long as God wants you to be around. 3. Exercise. Paul says again to the same guy Timothy chapter uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better the bible acknowledged that physical training is good it is good to be active because it helps your body to fight diseases build strength and improve brain function it's important to know that the bible encourages the same thing science is the discovery of what the bible said none of these physical disciplines is magic bullets for good health so i'm not telling you if you exercise if you watch your diet and you rest it will be automatic But they all contribute to maintaining the body God has given to us. So after you have made up your mind to to rest, to watch your diet and exercise, one thing and one thing that can make you fail, one thing that you need to pay attention to above all these three is your relationships. Relationships your relationship, your environment play a significant factor in your success. And why? The people around you have more influence on you than the rest, diet, and exercise combined. People around you. You know why? Because if you are going to stick to your exercise, if you are going to stick to your diet, if you are going to stick to your rest habits, it will all depend on who is around you. Every discipline, if you are going to continue to read the Bible, it depends on who is around you. If you are going to continue to come to church, it depends on who is around you. If you are going to maintain your spirit, your mind, and your ear and your body, this year, watch who is around you. Your relationships are the biggest governing force on whether or not you pray, on whether or not you go to church, whether or not you exercise, whether or not you change your diet or sleep well, or when and how you do it. Yeah. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, the one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Just check who is around you. Do you have some fools around you? Get yourself around healthy people. Surround yourself with people who are spiritually, emotionally, and physically healthy. People who are emotionally, spiritually, and physically helpful. People who are emotionally, spiritually, and physically leading you where you are supposed to be. Not from where you are supposed to be. Do not isolate yourself so that you avoid bad people. Because you will destroy yourself. Yourself. You are one of those crazy people. If you are just alone, every man, every human, human being, you, if you isolate a human being, he or she becomes crazy. You need other people. But you need to choose who you bring around you. That's where the question is. I'm not saying you should avoid people. I'm saying, I'm saying choose who you welcome around you. This is what we say in English. I don't know if you've heard of this. You are the average of the five people closest to you. Have you heard of that? You are the average of the five people closest to you. Who is around you? Who are the people that you always talk talk to, you listen to, you go to the gym with or you don't or you stay with or you go to the... What are the five high numbers on your phone? You are the average of the five people closest to you. Which means somehow you talk like them. Somehow you think like them. Somehow you behave like them. You eat the food or the type of food they eat. Somehow you do, you dress like them. Just look at the five people around you and see if there's no, there is no similarity between them and you. You will discover that yes, there is. It's science and it's biblical. So if you want to change your life and adopt new habits, Begin to look at your relationships and make some changes. Who are the people you allow to influence you? Who are they? Surround yourself with healthy people. It's a decision to make. Don't be naive. Don't just wait for it to happen. Or oh, some people are lucky. They're just surrounded by wise people. No. You have to make a decision to surround yourself with wise people, healthy people. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33 says, Do not be deceived, but company corrupts good morals. It's biblical. Do not be deceived. Don't associate with people with ungodly values. You, you are not going to change them. Don't tell yourself you're going to change them. You are not going to change him or her. God changes people, not us. Don't let them influence us. Get yourself around healthy people. Get yourself around wise people. So, in summary, physical maintenance requires attention to rest, diet, exercise, and relationships.